Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome. To the Liberal Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. Say that several times quickly. This show is one in which I discuss all the media I have consumed so it doesn't sit in the dusty attic of my mind palace. Or like that thing from, oh shit, what the hell is that? Movie based on a Stephen King short story with uh, uh, Morgan Freeman. He's got he's like an army dude. Oh god, like that movie where the guy is in his uh, mind representation and the thing's trying to get into like his library office area. Oh god, uh, it's a movie that is weird and uh, for some reason I very have a very strange. Uh, affinity for it uh like I, i'm pretty sure if i look back if i could figure out what the name of it is at some point i'm not looking it up um i would give it like a five out of five or a four out of five uh and there's that uh, jason guy and then there's like the toilet and the, and the fungus and the leeches oh man i uh, read the book too which i uh, uh which was it a book? I think maybe it actually was a book book, not a, uh, a short story. Anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about because I have no idea what it's called. It'll hit me at some point and that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Remember back in the day before the internet where you couldn't look things up and then you thought and thought and thought and then eventually you give up, but then like a bolt of lightning, it hits you and, and that feeling is, is, is a good feeling. It's not a bad feeling. It's a very good feeling and we've kind of lost that a little bit. So every once in a while, and I will say I'm not uh, religious or religious uh, about this. Uh, sometimes I won't look things up for that very purpose. And uh, just because it might happen over the course of this episode, we'll see if it does happen. Uh, just so I can get that feeling. Oh shit, I forgot to get my... <laughs> a little unprepared. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, I forgot to get my uh, b- 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 little timer, uh, not timer thing, my, uh, you know what I, I never talked about, uh, uh, I use something, an app on my phone called Simple Board, which gives you a series of buttons you can push to play sounds, it's like a soundboard, um, so uh, that's what I do for these uh, segment sounds, hey, there you go. Uh, all right, so, uh, oh yeah, uh, what else should I say at the top of every show, is that the possibility exists... You uh, may not have consumed some of this media yourself, so I warn of that possibility. I don't want to ruin it for you, in case I say key plot things, say in a movie, perhaps. So, uh, you know, be warned of that. I might not, but I might, so I warn. Movie monologue. 
Today's movie monologue sponsor is The Second Ring. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, why do I think maybe I even mentioned this last episode uh, that I was going to, and have now done so, uh, watched uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy? Yes. Uh, okay, so, uh, you know what, let's not start with that because I watched one other movie. Let's start with that first. Uh, I watched a movie last night with the Mrs. from 2021, interesting, called Bliss. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. Uh, the Mrs. normally doesn't like sort of weird movies, and this is a bit of a weird movie. Uh, in fact, let me read the IMDA. Uh, a mind-bending, there you go, love story, yeah, I suppose, following Greg, who, after recently being divorced and then fired, meets the mysterious Isabel, a woman living on the streets and convinced that the polluted, broken world around them is a computer simulation. Now, uh, this uh, movie does something which I do enjoy, uh, even though I did predict sort of early on in the viewing of this, uh, which uh, I've talked about this a lot, that if a movie is predictable and I can sort of, you know, in the first friggin' like 10 minutes of the movie predict how it's going to sort of unfold and end, there is a certain uh, a sense of satisfaction of being right, but then there's also the whole, you know, like, it's kind of predictable, and it tends to get lower marks when that happens, uh, as opposed to when surprising things happen. Uh, my prediction in this case was the movie would end and we would not know uh, if in fact this is a computer simulation or, uh, if it was just a shit ton of drugs that these two people were doing, <laughs> uh, it, it could really go either way, which, you know what? I do enjoy that type of ending, the, the, the sort of leave it up to the, uh, to the viewer to decide what, uh, what they think. You know, what's interesting on that as well. Um, the misses leaned towards the drug, uh, induced, uh, and not actually a computer simulation uh, uh, ending, and I leaned towards the uh, uh, the computer simulation ending, which is interesting just because there was no way to prove either, and I, I, I'm sort of wondering what that says about our personalities. Uh, it, it sort of fits uh, well, I would say. Um, yeah, so Bliss, rating-wise... Mm, it's good. I liked it. Uh, like I'd go, geez, I think I might go a four. Uh, uh, if you're unfamiliar with my rating scale, three is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Five is incredible. I'm, I'm taking a mark off definitely for mm, quote unquote predictability. Uh, so, you know, four. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that feels accurate for bliss from 2021. Oh yeah. I should say, uh, starring Owen Wilson and Selma Hayek. Oh man. Selma Hayek. Whew. Uh, let me just click on her imbda. I don't know if it gives. So she's born in 1966. Oh, God. I'd have to get a calculator to do that math. But for however old she is, Jesus Christ, she's looking pretty, 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 pretty. All right, uh, let's move into the Lord of the Rings trilogy, starting, of course, with the fellow... You know what? This made me want to reread the books. Yeah, I should do that at some point. Uh, the Fellowship of the Ring from 2001. Oh, wow. 20 years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't think it was that uh, that long ago. Uh, a meek hobbit from the Shire and eight companions set out on a journey to destroy the powerful One Ring and save Middle-earth from the Dark Lord Sauron. 
uh, duh, even. Yeah, it, it's kind of hard uh, to, or, or dumb to, perhaps is more accurate, uh, to talk about the plot of these, because I assume anyone who might be listening to this podcast, uh, all, you know, dozen of you, first of all, I love you. Second of all, um, uh, you know, you probably <laughs> know the story or the gist of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Let me just, uh, you know, in an effort to, because I got shit to do, uh, uh, boil this down a little bit. Uh, okay, so each movie gets a 5 out of 5. That's easy, okay? Each, each movie in this trilogy. Now, let me rate favorite to least favorite i think it almost goes jeez does it uh, okay so uh, so i read the first one uh, uh, the second one lord of the rings the two towers uh while frodo and sam edge closer to mordor with the help of the shifty golem uh, the divided fellowship makes a stand against sauron's new ally sauron and his hordes in isengard oh god fantasy names uh, and then uh, the, the, the final film, The Return of the King, uh, Gandalf and Aragorn lead the world of men against Sauron's army to draw his gaze from Frodo and Sam as they approach Mount Doom with the One Ring. Oh, God damn. Uh, okay, so I think uh, this, is, <laughs> this is harder than I thought. Oh, okay, uh, well, uh, I'll tell you where my debate is. Um, the Fellowship of the Ring is going to go last, uh, just in terms of my putting these in order of least favorites to most favorite, um, with the preface that I'm giving them each five out of five because I love them all. Uh, and then the other one, I feel like, yeah, uh, God. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just, why am I like, who cares? Who, who really cares what order I put these in? Why am I struggling over this? So hard it really means nothing uh so i'm going to go to the two towers yeah okay I, i'm gonna go to the two towers is my favorite and then uh, uh um uh the return of the king right in the middle yeah okay that sounds <laughs> like i had a lot of trouble doing that okay now moving on to the hobbit trilogy somehow is a trilogy mm. yeah a lot of debate over that and oh jesus christ I, yeah, these are long movies, like near three hours, each of them. Okay, so we'll go rating for trilogy as a whole. I'll go four. Um, you know, people don't like these. Sure, that's a thing. Um, but they're fantasy movies, and they're, uh, you know, w well made and, and beautiful to behold, if not as strong. Uh, uh, if uh, a little, jeez, uh, inconsistent in their goodness of filamenting <laughs> i don't know they're they're just not as good okay no one's debating that uh but that doesn't mean you can't still like them and uh, i know i'm a weirdo when it comes to the reviewing of things which is potentially why uh despite my love of you 12 listeners uh, <laughs> there's only 12 of you, uh, because I, I, I tend to just like most things, this included. These are movies I enjoy, uh, despite them being, you know, uh, okay. So, geez, even the IMDAs look, uh, descriptions look a little longer. Okay. So, uh, the Hobbit colon an unexpected journey, uh, a reluctant Hobbit 
Bilbo Baggins sets out. Uh, this is a prequel. If you're if you're somehow unfamiliar, uh, this is a prequel to the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, based on the book, which was yeah. Maybe we'll just mention that part just on the off chance that you don't know. So the Lord of the Rings was a book trilogy. Uh, that t- got turned into uh, three movies. Uh, uh, the Hobbit was a book uh, smaller than, n- not only smaller than the trilogy, obviously, but probably half the length of one of the books of the trilogy. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that's just sort of a guess, but uh, it, it definitely is strange that they turned it into three movies that are actually, I think, longer than the, uh, than the, than the, uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Anyways, we're not here to talk about that. Well, I guess we are. Uh, a reluctant hobbit, Bilbo Baggins, sets out to the Lonely Mountain with a spirited group of dwarves to reclaim their mountain home and the gold within it from the dragon Smaug. Okay, so then uh, number two is The Hobbit, colon, uh, The Desolation of Smaug. Uh, the dwarves, along with Bilbo Baggins and Gandalf the Grey, continue their quest. Yeah, continue their quest. Why couldn't we have just done the quest? To reclaim uh, Erebor, their homeland from Smaug, Bilbo Baggins is in possession of a mysterious and magical ring. Uh-oh. A ring, you say? And then uh, the last, uh, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Uh, Bilbo and company are forced to engage in a war against an array of combatants and keep the Lonely Mountain from falling into the hands of a rising darkness. Mm. Um, One thing I remember in my review of this uh, last time is the title of the episode in which I watched... I don't know if I did them all in one episode or split them out, but... uh, uh, but I do remember uh, the the title was uh, "Dwarves in Barrel Rides" is fun to say, or or something to that effect. Maybe I, maybe my memory is not crystal clear. Uh, okay, putting these in order is harder because they all sort of meld together in my mind, uh, which is a sort of I believe reflection of their not being as good or as sort of noteworthy or you know. Sad to say. Uh, so, putting them in order, I'm not going to do. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Hey, it's my podcast. I can do what I want to. Or not do what I don't want to. Television talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Gabagool. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, we're talking uh, The Sopranos. For some reason, I just thought it was called Sopranos, but it's The Sopranos. Season 1 to question mark? <laughs> yeah, uh, so this is a bit of an interesting one. Um, uh, the missus and I decided we were going to rewatch The Sopranos. Uh, yeah, as you do. Uh, and the strangeness comes in the fact that, uh, we were enjoying it, or at least I know I was. Um, but then the times between when we would watch an episode seems to, seem to grow sort of longer and longer until eventually, and I don't even recall what season we were on. Um, we just sort of stopped watching it. Like we never decided, we never talked about stopping watching it. 
um, it, it just almost sort of naturally faded away, which had, uh, it's never happened to us before in any of the shows we've ever watched. Like sometimes we've made conscious decisions for like, eh, I'm not really liking this. Uh, I don't want to watch it. And then uh, usually that means I'll go and watch the rest of it. But with this, it was just sort of a, a almost a, a natural erosion of our desire to watch it. And my sort of theory is that, uh, it has to do with, uh, uh, COVID and quarantine and the fact that. This is a, uh, it's an, it's an intense show, uh, <laughs> safe to say it's a, it's a, it's a dark and intense show and the viewing desires of, uh, uh, of one who is in the, uh, sort of, uh, quarantine, uh, COVID, uh, world falling apart, you know, that, that sort of scenario that we are currently living in, um, does not lend itself to shows such as this as easily as it would in other times. So, uh, my, my sort of working theory is we would tend to gravitate more towards the sort of light and fluffy and airy and uh, uh, may, um, either make you laugh or not make you think. <laughs> uh, and, and this is sort of uh, uh, going in hand-in-hand uh, uh, hand with another theory I've been working on that uh, this whole thing has made uh, definitely myself, I, I can almost feel it, and, and I feel like maybe even society as a whole, just human beings as a species, a little bit dumber. Like, if you took our uh, sort of, uh, uh, the entire human race's collective IQ uh, pre-COVID uh, and then compared it to now, it at the very least has not gone up and potentially has gone down. Like I do feel dumber than I did, you know, <laughs> uh, this time last year. Yeah. Let's say that. Oh, wait, it's a leap year. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> it's the 28th today. Oh wait, no, it's not a leap year. It would be 29. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is fucking perfect evidence. Like, <laughs> I don't think I could have planned more perfectly evidence of my uh, apparent decline in IQ as that right now. Or, yeah, leap year is 29, right? Leap year... Tw like, what is going on here? Yeah, it is, too. Ugh. Okay, so... Uh, uh, I think we might call this episode Perfect Evidence of My COVID... Uh, IQ lowering? Yeah, maybe something to that effect. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> as I was saying, I'm getting dumber. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, rating for Sopranos, you know, it's a great 5 out of 5 show, um, but it just wasn't the right time, so, you know, sadness. And, and, and double sad because I never saw the final season, uh, and, and I guess still haven't. You know what? it's, it's kind of nice that, uh, you know, it's going to be, <clears throat> uh, will things go back to normal? I was going to say, okay, <laughs> maybe let's just go to the next segment rather than me try to, uh, figure out, um, things with this brain that I have. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie bit me. Internet intercourse. I like turtles. Today 
today's internet intercourse sponsor is Ruby Slippers. Thank you for that. Sounds like a uh, uh, stripper's name. Welcome to the stage, Ruby Slippers. Okay, uh, talking first and foremost, uh, Star Trek The Next Conversation is back, baby. Uh, uh, interesting, because uh, I, I, I knew an episode hadn't dropped in a while, and I didn't really know why. Uh, and then it turns out that one of the hosts, uh, uh, Matthew Myra, or Matt Myra, if you prefer, and I do, uh, actually had COVID. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, thankfully, he's okay and maybe not uh, 100% recovered, but, you know, enough to continue on with uh, the podcast. So, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's going to be rough. He's got a, uh, a you know, a, a, a very, very young child and a wife, and uh, you gotta you got to worry about that sort of stuff. So... Anyways, uh, nice to have them back, uh, uh, Matt and Andrew Secunda, uh, discussing uh, Star Trek one episode at a time. Uh, they're on Season 6, Episode 23, which is an episode called Second Chances. Uh, it was the one where, uh, and, and I know I've spoken of this before, my, my, my sort of deep, deep love of Star Trek um, with the asterisks of I can never remember episode titles. So I, I need to like describe episodes by like my description for this would be, oh, it's the one with two Rikers. <laughs> yeah. Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Um, so yeah, through a, of course, transporter, uh, malfunction, uh, one Riker is, uh, during sort of a, uh, not a rescue mission, but a, uh, a dangerous mission. Let's just blanket it as that. Uh, one Riker is beamed up to the ship, and then uh, a, a second Riker is not, and is sort of left stranded, marooned on this planet for you know like twenty years or whatever. And uh, the interesting thing there is that um, they didn't know um, that this one was on the sh uh, was still stuck on the planet <clears throat> because they're like, oh okay, yeah, we we beamed him up. Here he is, no problem. And then they uh, fucked off and uh, uh, left this this poor other Riker stranded for all this time. So then uh, he pops up on this ship and he's uh, got to get back into the swing of things and it ain't easy. Uh, and, and then there's the whole fact that uh, during uh, the time that he was stranded was when he and uh, Troy were uh, uh, still an item. So then there's that whole... Uh, hiccup into uh into everything uh, was a good episode uh both the actual star trek episode as well as uh, them talking about it uh it was two hours and 23 minutes long which i fucking love that's why i love podcasts because the the, the episode of the uh <laughs> of the television show is what like 40 50 minutes long somewhere in there and yet there we go <clears throat> so uh great to have them back and uh as with all internet intercourse related things it's a thing i love on the internet and i bring it back to talk about it done and dusted uh okay and uh the last item yeah a nice short episode this week that was the plan and the plan worked you know what it, it's funny whenever i say at the top of the show that i'm trying to do a short episode um it, inevitably it fails but this time i didn't say it i just sort of had it in the back of my mind uh and it ended up being short so maybe that's where my downfall usually lie interesting 
Okay, so this one comes with the heavy asterisks of, <laughs> for legal purposes, uh, this may or may not, allegedly, um, maybe this happened to a friend of a friend, or I'm just making this whole thing up. So this guy, he, uh, during quarantine, has decided to occasionally uh, do some experiments with magical mushrooms. Oh, uh, this guy used to do them in high school occasionally, always had a great time and, uh, decided that, uh, uh, with being stuck inside for, you know, getting on a year now, um, maybe the exploration of the inner self could be, uh, you know, have some potential, let's say. Uh, so this guy also, uh, geez, probably been years and years has heard of the existence of, uh, a, a sort of synchronicity between the uh, the Pink Floyd album uh, The Wall or is it The Wall or Dark Side of the Moon? I think it's The Wall. Dark Side of... Oh god. Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, okay. Dark Side of the Moon. Okay, so uh, uh, the synchronicity between uh, the Pink Floyd album... Uh, the Dark Side of the Move, and the movie uh, Wizard of Oz. So apparently, so legends tell, uh, if you push play on both at the same time, um, they sort of uh, sync up with one another. Um, now this is a, a, a theory that the band itself has said is ridiculous and frankly does seem a little ridiculous that that would even be a thing. Especially, you know what I used to think? I mean, you know what this guy... <laughs> You know what this guy used to think, uh, is that, um, they were both the same length. Like, uh, I guess that would have been a really long album. Um, but, but what it actually is, uh, is when the album finishes, uh, you start it over, uh, because you're going to listen to the album to, uh, you're going to get into a third listening if I do, if he does recall, <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, that was one sort of interesting thing that this, uh, random guy uh, found out about. Um, but he can verify that, uh, after doing this and, and I should say available on YouTube, uh, someone has taken the initiative to, uh, uh do post, uh, the wizard of Oz with this over top of it. So you can, uh, you don't even have to do the work. You don't even have to own the album or the movie. You could just go on YouTube and, uh, the work is done for you. Uh, I can, he can verify that, uh, definitely for the first playthrough of the album, there is a lot of weird things that you'll see a lot of, uh, uh, things seeming to line up where the song matches, uh, what's happening on the screen, either in tone or sometimes in words, sometimes words will be like what, uh, the, the lyrics of the song will match what's happening on, uh, the screen. Uh, the second, uh, once the album starts playing again, little less so. And the third, maybe a little more than the second. Yeah. Uh, it was very, very interesting. Um, may have had something to do with the uh, magical mushrooms, this guy says to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
one interesting thing uh, that I remember, uh, and I had a great time. This was like, I mean, this guy had a great time. It was like um, around his birthday. So uh, he, he sort of like, you know what? This will be a little birthday gift to myself, this, uh, this experiment. Um, uh, one thing he remembers is that uh, there was a point probably earlier on, uh, maybe close, maybe getting near the second playing of the album where he thought to himself, uh, you know what are the visuals have the visuals of this, uh, uh, YouTube video been like <laughs> messed with in some way to make them extra trippy. I'm going to have to revisit this when, uh, uh, when I, meaning him was uh am not on mushrooms to make sure that uh, that's not the case because some trippy shit man some trippy trippy shit uh fun times had by all so he tells people oh boy folks <laughs> i don't know what this episode was um but it is one it is one it's nice to be nice to the nice this is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper